What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but at least they're not balloons flying over your head collect, collecting data. So that's good. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Never forget. News with an agenda is propaganda. You just got to know that. How do you not know that? Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I have huge ears. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know this question right here. What do you know that the Lord wants you to have more faith for? What do you know that the Lord wants you to have more faith for? Ooh, that's tough. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, please don't let it die of loneliness. You can just reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Person, you got the number right because you are talking to kid a dynamite. dynamite. All right, talking to dynamite D, that's like getting an email or a letter or a text that blesses you, and it's not one of those chain ones. Send this to nine people, and you will receive triple rewards for okay. It's just a, talking about a letter, a text, even an email that just is a blessing to you. You read it and you go, hey, that's cool. That's, Amazing. That's what it's like to talk to Dynamite D. How can you not be rushing to call right now? Because what a blessing that is. And so if you talk to him, you get that kind of blessing. That's nice, right? You can also text us, 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. 8483. Additionally, you can send us an email, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. We send you up to the website. Two things to tell you. The ambassador program video is up there on the website. Check it out. Oh, hint, hint. There's a couple of new things on the website. I'm not going to tell
that's kind of part of the fun. And then also on the website is a place to give. You can either give directly through the website or there's information on how to give to the ministry. If you don't want to use the website, please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That's what happened when the balloon fell from the sky and hit me in the head with all my information. It hit my head, then bounced straight back up in the sky. While you was eating a hoagie sandwich. While I was eating a hoagie sandwich. Then they shot at it and missed. (laughs) (laughs) There's a balloon. All right, you got the missile, right? Yep, there's the balloon. Is it moving? Not really. Okay, get ready. Here we go. Ready to shoot the balloon. Okay, here we go. (laughs) This is like... This is not like throwing darts at the carnival people. <laughs> Come on. This is like, uh, uh, uh. Okay, we'll just move on from there. I, I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> it's just too bizarre. Here is uh, the bottom line for today. A couple of things I need to remind you of. Please be in prayer for the audience. We find that's very important to be praying for one another. That's a part of the fulfillment of the command of God. The Lord requires us to love one another. See, there's love your neighbor, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Number one. Number two is what? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Number three is what? What do you mean number three? John 13, 34, 35. A new commandment I give you. Uh Uh-oh. Love one another. And so one of the ways that we love one another is we pray for one another. We help one another carry the burdens. We love each other. We take care of each other. We bless each other. And then don't forget, you got your February buddies. When you hear somebody's voice uh, or hear us talking about somebody or somebody calls in for trivia or whatever, and you're like, oh, oh, I like that person, then you pray for them throughout the month of February. I know it's halfway through the month, right? And I know what day it is. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But you can still join in if you're not praying. But if you are praying, keep praying. Very important to do. I will tell you that the Spoon household needs some serious prayer because the better part of the household, that would be my wife, Noelle, yesterday went in at 6 a.m., came home at 9.55 p.m. For those that don't know, that is 15 hours and 55 minutes. Today, she went in at 5 to 5 and will not be home till 11. For those that do not know, that's 18 hours. That's 34 hours and two days. And uh, her husband said, maybe you should not do this job anymore. And uh, but that's up to her. She feels like the Lord. That's where that she believes the Lord wants her. And she said, well, I will pray about it, but I do like my job, but I don't like you know some of the things. And so it's just like, ah! that's how I feel about it. So so I'm praying, asking God to give me everything and anything to have the wisdom on how to be a good husband. And uh, it's got nothing to do with the fact that she's working. She works a bazillion hours. She loves the people she works with. She does a great job. But I'm her husband, and I'm like, And I asked you about that too, Dave, because I knew that was going to be weighing on you because this time of year she's so busy. It's so bad. And what's happened is this is her fifth year doing this, and this she told me. She said last night. Because uh, she got home really late, and we just literally we went to bed. And she's going to get home tonight and go to bed. Uh, she said, this has been the worst year. It's like, uh-oh. So could be something coming. We don't know. We'll just wait. So you guys just need to be praying. You need to be praying, not just for her, but for both of us, so we can make good 
solid decisions. I don't like my wife being, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have to say anything. You guys can, can figure that out. All right? Okay. All right. Now, with that said, it is an interesting time of the year because it is Valentine's Day. So, of course, we support that and the concept of my wife works on that day and she she does most of her business on that day. They do $150,000 in 10, in 10 days in flowers at a grocery store. So you got to think about that. How much is all this together? Twenty nine fifty five, and they do like fifteen hundred fifty grand in ten days. Just like you, just have to really kind of catch what's going on there. So, but what happened was four years ago, yesterday, I got a phone call from a friend. His name is Pastor Ray Bentley. And four years ago, he called me up yesterday, four years ago yesterday. And I love this time of year because it always reminds me of him. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm doing nothing. And he said, you need to get back on the radio. And if he didn't do that, I wouldn't be here right now. That's how important obedience and responding to the Lord is. So for this and for the next segment, instead of our Matthew stuff, we're going to do two of my more favored Pastor Ray Bentley um devotionals so just be aware of this okay we don't and i'm going to read this to you so you know but we don't we don't get anything for this nothing like this ray went on to be with the lord in early january of this year uh, i am jealous and mad at him at the same time just so you can know it's uh it was going through my it was really sad because i was going through my texts with him and my emails we were a lot closer than i thought you know, you know, you read it and you think of some of the things that we said to one another. It's like, wow. So let me start this off and then we'll get into it. So just follow along, follow the bouncing ball. So we're going to offer up two home runs from our brother, uh, Pastor Ray Bentley. Pastors with, Pastor Ray is with Jesus. I love him. I miss him. And I'm jealous of him all at the same time. His book, This Day, is an exceptional devotional like his other materials. We've received nothing for the promotion that we're sharing right now, except that we're hoping to direct people to be blessed. You can always go to uh, www.raybentley.com to pick up the book. Okay. This first one is called Pressing On. Okay. And I've taught on some of these before. It's, he's got some of the just best material. I love it. So here, just read. He, I'm going to read it. Just hear what's being said by the, by the Lord, hopefully through me, but certainly through Ray. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Here's what Ray wrote. Press on. The Apostle Paul was running a race. We're in Super Bowl season. We know the hard work and perseverance that goes into being an athlete at that level. But Paul was running a more important race that began when he was struck down on the road to Damascus, surrounded by a heavenly light and the voice of Jesus. Again, the paradox. Paul began his race by falling down. 
overwhelmed by his experience. When he got up, he was blind. Three days later, the Lord sent Ananias to pray and lay hands on Paul. Paul's sight was restored. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized into the faith, and ready to be ready to fulfill God's purpose for his life. Paul forged ahead. He had a history of pride, of persecuting believers, of being hated and reviled. He did a lot of things wrong, but he repented. And now he had a purpose. Because of Paul's past, many believers didn't trust him. But now he had a chance to make amends and to demonstrate the sincerity of his faith and love. He couldn't let the past hold him back or bog him down. My brothers and sisters, I know our lives are filled with past mistakes, sin, pain, regret, and hurtful things done to us or by us. I also know that God forgives and redeems and urges us to go forward. He promises if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then Ray quotes Soren Kierkegaard at the end, life can only be under life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. In other words, you can look back and learn things, but you have to live it moving forward. Now, I can't write this good, so I don't really care what anybody says. This is great stuff, right? And when he's talking about pressing on, it's in a, it, you know, he's pressing on. It's an amazing because it's actually this is an encouragement to quit, but it's to quit whining. There is no other place to go to find or hear the words of eternal life but to Jesus. Since there's no other option, we have to make a solid choice. We can pout and stew in our misery, which uh, many unfruitful believers choose to do, or we can get up, wipe the dirt off, and take the next step. And that's what he's writing about. Take the next step. You're not done in the Lord. Doesn't mean that things are perfect at all the realms all around you, but you're not done in the Lord, and He is certainly not done. I'm sorry, did you hear a trumpet blow? No? Oh. Well, then He's not done, is He? All right. Take your break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. there. It's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What 
is the David Spoon experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I I'm to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be, need to do that uh, first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign. Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, uh, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now it is true. Rename the cereal no. Commander Crunch. Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you. Don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas. See, there's a double AMEN. This is KAAMEN. You get that? All right. Here's your first trivia question. Get ready. Here we go. Which New Testament writer? This is from the General Epistles. That's your big hint. Which New Testament writer tells his reader, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in just one point is guilty of breaking all of it? For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. So, the author of this, so the first time I ever saw this, by the way, this passage was really, it was a great cartoon. It was uh, the law. It was a like a, a big rock, you know, like like uh, like the, almost like the Ten Commandments kind of mentality, like a big uh, uh, inscription on a rock. And a small piece got chipped off it, and the person said, so you broke that law. You broke the law in its entirety. It's like, ooh, good picture. Good way to see that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to get that. So uh, you're taking a shot. I will just tell everybody right now, every single person who has guessed has guessed wrong. <laughs> if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Remember what I said? They're from the general epistles, which means it's not a Paulinian epistle. Hello, and an epistle is not the wife 
of an apostle. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to David at hemustincrease.org. This will be the toughest trivia question of the day as far as I'm aware of. Let's do our DNA as we are always prompted to do, feel it's important to do. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Now, I don't know about you guys and the definitions that you have, but I think daily means daily. I could be wrong, but I think daily means daily. That's what I'm going to go with. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, 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 never. I could say that a bazillion. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. I'm sure you guys already heard that certain people and commentators and certain government officials were ashamed of what Jesus had to say in some of the Super Bowl commercials. Don't worry. The Lord is ashamed of them. That's what Luke chapter 9, verse 26 says. Anybody who's ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of them. And that's the truth. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, to serve, to serve, to serve. Now, what does that mean? To serve. It means to be thinking about other people, take care of other people, think about how they're doing. Instead of just concentrating on what you need, which is not that you don't ever concentrate on what you need, just add in other people. OPM, other people matter. Okay? All right. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? They're feeling pretty good? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? I'm blessed and happy, happy. I'm I'm in good shape. Thanks for all the prayers. Amen, brother. That is a great thing to hear, and we will keep on praying for you and just keep asking the Lord to bless you, bless your voice, bless your hands, bless your life, bless you in every possible realm that you might be filled with the Spirit in everything you say and do. Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. We're going to keep, keep, keep praying that, too. Everybody's going to keep praying that. Okay, brother, here you go. Uh, this is the toughest one because uh, everybody got it wrong except for Ginny, who's right now got the pow-pow. Which Old Testament character refused—I'm oh, sorry, wrong one. Uh, which New Testament writer tells his readers, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in just one point is guilty of breaking all of it? Who wrote that? Well, my memory wants to say James. But that is correct, sir. You are right. James is the answer. You are one hundred percent correct, Amundo. And if you really, if you understand how the writers kind of write and kind of the stuff they go to. It's just something James would have written. You know what I'm saying? It's just, a, just, it's just kind of part of his style kind of thing. But that's excellent, brother. You did a great job there. People weren't sure, and you helped them through. Good job. Well, uh, I, I lean on the spirit's recall. That's the only thing I can do. It didn't always get the right answer, but <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, we just want everybody to know the truth, right? Right. The truth, the Ex- truth. Exactly. You shall know the truth, and it'll set you free, and that's the truth. Amen. Well, we love everybody out there, and uh, me and the Lord love all of you out there. Still thinking about Easton, and uh, anyway, we'll try to try to overcome that horrible burden that's on the family. But uh, anyway, I don't know what to say. That's what I can't say, I guess. Anyway, we'll keep praying. Keep praying. For a miracle. Keep praying. Absolutely keep yeah. praying. That's what we do. All right. Okay? Y'all take care. All right. All right. All right. God bless you.
Bye-bye. All right. Great job. All right. Let me do this teaching because this is the other thing that Ray did, and I want to just jump right into it. It says this. It says, no one wants to be Uriah Heep. So for those of us who are older, Uriah Heep was a band, but even before us, there was a Uriah Heep. Uh, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. We talk about being humble a lot in the church. We see Jesus' exa- Jesus' example. We regard some people as humble, but I'm not sure it's easy to wake up one day and decide to just be humble. We may desire to be, but becoming humble is a work that God does in our hearts through circumstances that remind us of just how human we really are. Uriah Heep, I didn't even know this until I read this, is a villainous character in Charles Dickens' novel, David Copperfield, known for rubbing his hands together and declaring, I'm so humble. Uriah Heep's name became synonymous with a hypocritically humble person, his personified false humility. None of us intends to be a Uriah Heep, but what keeps us from being humble? What did Jesus let go of? Everything that would tempt him with pride, position, strength, the invulnerability he possessed as God, he allowed himself to be broken and vulnerable. Leadership in the kingdom of God is from the bottom up, not a grasping, controlling, or lording it over others. It is leaders... It is leading out of failure and pain, questions and struggle, a serving that lets go. Spiritually and emotionally healthy people are humble because they allow themselves to be real, broken, vulnerable, and let go because that's just exactly what Jesus did. Wow. So again, I'm just going to say this. I can't write this. (laughs) You can know. Like, I've got some stuff I've written, and it's decent. This is great writing. Come on. I mean, give give me a break, right? That's great stuff, right? If you want to get any information on any other Ray's book, they've got got a whole bunch of them, eschatological, devotional, other instructional books, go to raybentley, B-E-N-T-L-E-Y dot com. Pick them up directly from the website. We don't get anything for it. There's no affiliate, nothing. There's nothing weird there. Ray has been such a blessing in my life over the years. I promise you, if you connect with any of his material, he'll be a blessing for you. And then when we all get to heaven, we can have a pretty cool reunion party. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is from our good friend, Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called When Grace is Tangible. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying. uh, This is in the last month, and I even wrote it down in my little journal how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. So then this devotion comes. I'm like, oh, I I just know (laughs) the Lord's trying to teach me more. All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that 
uh, inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good, sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding, because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend or to stoop in kindness. God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of him bending down to us in kindness like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to abide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor. He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us. The God who is so very beyond us, not of this world, desires for his glory to abide with us and in us. God will be gracious to whomever he chooses, and he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter, even if it doesn't meet our standard of approval. The Almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way, to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stooping down to the ground to dwell amongst us is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The David Spoon Experience. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.